Hey, Aaron Whitlow. You know me, I'm Brandon Spivey. Yeah, we are the Markout Movie Podcasters. And on today's episode, we are looking at Harry and the Henderson. So let me go ahead and show you a clip. For ages, he is hidden in the forest. Eluded hunters, baffled scientists, and remained a mystery until the Hendersons bumped into him. What is it? It's a major discovery. We have to take it home. George. It's alive! It's eating my 15th birthday corsage! Uh Uh-oh. So Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, we're gonna go ahead. Let me get this pulled up. That's what we're reviewing. 1987's Harry and the Henderson. Uh, the Henderson family adopts a friendly Sasquatch, but have a hard time trying to keep the legend of Bigfoot a secret. Uh, this movie came out in 1987 and uh, stars John Lithgow as George Henderson. Uh, Melinda Dillian as Nancy Henderson, uh, Margaret Langridge as Sarah Henderson, Joshua Rudo as Ernie Henderson, and I want to specifically point out Kevin Peter Hall as Harry. He also played the Predator. He's a very tall guy. He passed away, uh, I would say, in the late 80s, early 90s uh, of AIDS. Uh, he caught it from, I don't know, this is dark now. But he caught it from, uh, I believe, uh, he had a blood transfusion, and he caught it that way. Um, and then uh, Jacques Lafleur uh, was played by David Suchet. And the last one I really want to show is uh, Dr. Wallace Wrightwood was played by Don Amechi. Um And also M. Emmett Walsh, right? Yeah. He has the uh, numbers for you. Go for it. I have the numbers. I have the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I have the numbers. It's got a 6 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 4 out of 5 on Common Sense. Um, Never heard of that one. <laughs> they have Common Sense, Aaron. I guess so. <laughs> uh, it's got 83% on Google. On the Rotten Tomato meter, it's got a 43%. And the audience score is not actually not much better at 54 percent so mm. overall for rotten tomatoes it's it's not it's a dud it's crazy because this is a movie that i remember as a child as being i guess grander than than i guess you know it was like on a 
it was not Gremlins level, or Goonies level, or ET level, but it was just like that next little tier under there yeah, for was, me as like a, a escapism type of film. Like yeah. like yeah, it's a very fun family film. It was a. Uh, it was a lot of fun. John Lithgow. 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 I call him Lithgow. 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 John. Great, great actor. Great actor. Uh, is tremendous in this movie. I love him in this movie. This is like one of my favorite characters he's ever played. Uh, like, he's uh, real, and he's played everything he's, from like yeah, serial killers to like terrorist terrorist yeah. cliffhanger uh he's like i've never seen cliffhanger so what <laughs> never seen cliffhanger uh it's never been a big sly fan but oh don't hurt me do not hurt me now we just started all right <laughs> we just started but uh but yeah i mean i've never uh but yeah i know him from uh uh raising cane i thought i was gonna say the Alien show that he did, Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, that too. That's when I seen more of the comedic side of him. I knew it was more serious actor. Like uh, my first time seeing was in uh, um, uh, what's it called Twilight Zone the movie. Oh, he's the guy on the plane. I haven't seen that. Oh, he's the guy. He did a really good job. He's the guy that had a gremlin on the plane. Uh, An which is gremlin? no, no, it's not like the Mogwais, but it was a gremlin. Uh, oh, yeah. it, 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 so that episode. Uh, initially, it was uh, I was gonna say James T. Kirk, but it was William Shatner playing that role in the actual episode of that. But in the film version of it, it's John Lithgow. Uh, and uh, yeah, but that's where I knew him from that in Raising Cain, and then later on Third Rock. Um, later on, he reinvented himself in Dexter. So he was in Dexter. Oh yeah, he's. In I Dexter. have to watch it. Oh now. my goodness, which I mean, I gotta watch it anyway. He's he's but, totally in Dexter. Oh my goodness, I didn't know he was in Dexter. He steals the show. Does he steal it? He steals it. Well, of course he steals it. He's John you know what he stole also? Pet Cemetery. What part of Pet Cemetery? Judd. That is the not the same guy. The remake, yeah, it is. Oh, in the remake. I forget about that movie because it's terrible, but he was really good in it. Okay, he says he forgot about it because it was terrible, but when we reviewed it, he really liked it. You know what I didn't like about it? The trailer. The trailer, and that still is remaining consistent. A lot of people don't like the movie. Uh, I, I would have liked it if they wouldn't have showed what they showed in the trailer. The, the review away. we did, you liked. Maybe. I liked. I liked it for the most part. Um, most but part. but I don't like the. Uh, I don't like that they give away some of the some of the sweet he, he, sweetness. No, the here's heat. the. Oh, here's reality though. You know I'm telling the truth on this one too. You watch most trailers. I don't care when they are. I try to avoid them now, but yes. But they ruin the movies. They do. I, I mean, I, I just thought it was gay, but then I go back and watch like older trailers, like in the eighties. I like, I feel like I just watched the whole movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and they've always done in it. The, in this case of Harry and the Hendersons, we just saw essentially the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, they, like you know, because for one, uh, a doctor with uh, 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 what's the name? The dude that played in uh, what's that? He played in Papa. He was Papa. No, no, no. He wasn't in Papa. He, he uh, he played in um, he played in uh, Trading Places. Oh, that guy. He's uh, Randolph or Mortimer, one of them. Yeah, he's one of the wealthy guys. But anyway, he's he's, he's wealthy. Yeah, uh, but he uh, like in this movie, he doesn't quite reveal that he is that guy. Yeah, he's the doctor, and so the trailer kind of gives it gives that away. Yeah, I wonder if it's a trailer that they made after the fact. The like, see, like in the eighties, I, I don't recall if they just really released trailers like that. 
Uh, trailers are known for trailers because they used to trail the movies. That's why they call trailers. Um, but did you know that? I did not. That's pretty cool then. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but I don't know. This movie though, what do you feel about it, Brandon? The fact that not a lot of people liked it. Or is it because that a lot, not a lot of people saw it? I think people have seen this movie. Maybe not, though. I mean, it's not one of those movies you talk about, like The Goonies or E.T. or, you know, something from that era. You you don't ever hear people say, hey, let's watch Harry and the Hendersons. That's true. You you don't hear about it. And, you know, I love Bigfoot. Like, I'm a massive fan. A lot of people think it's like it's a big joke. And. It might be. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying I believe it is. I used to really. But I love the myth of Bigfoot, and so when when we were gonna watch this, I was excited just just to see Bigfoot again. Yeah. But then you, you remember Harry, and you're like, he's such a lovable guy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So growing up, uh, I remember going to my library at in school. I want to say it's at Parker Bennett. So I remember going to that library and uh, checking out like monster books you know books yeah. that have like different monsters or whatnot and uh one of the monsters that uh i uh you know it had Loch Ness monster i remember looking at a lot a Loch Ness monster but i was really fascinated by bigfoot i was fascinated when i finally seen the uh the footage of him walking and yeah. looking back you know i was like you know meticulously look at that footage it was like no, that's that's that can't be a dude because the way that he's walking and stuff like that, and it was shaky. But uh, like, yeah, I mean, even here in Kentucky, we have a legend of a a Sasquatch creature. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people don't really know about the tale, but yeah, there's a we I have a local there's... we have a local legend. Not well, I think it. What 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 part of Kentucky? You know? Uh, there's been sightings in Lewisburg. There's also been sightings here in Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like I was going to write a book about Bigfoot and uh, I was researching it and, you know, just to get some people's tales of the sightings they've seen. There was a lot of sightings in Lewisburg, Kentucky, and there was, there was quite a few in Bowling Green. And, you know, of course, you know, no one believes them, you know, mm-hmm. but I was just, I'm, I'm fascinated with the lore of Bigfoot. And uh, it is so fascinating. I was very excited that we were going to review this movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is very exciting. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, Cause it is the best. Sasquatch movie, there is absolutely. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't honestly think of another one other than the creature of, of Bogey Creek uh, or something like that. But you know, Bogey Bogey Lake, Bogey Creek, one of them. I've never really saw that, but uh, I but, think I watched it one night on Amazon. Yeah, but this is this it. This one does a does a way of kind of helping you to stop being prejudiced towards. Um, this creature because we assume all oh, the big scary creature and in reality he is such a in this movie harry is such a lovable gentle gentle giant you know they take the et approach with him yeah absolutely absolutely it I, felt it, it felt like a spielberg film but it's not it's, it's but amlin had something to do with this what yeah were, i mean um the actress that plays the mother is a d wallace lookalike she really is. She it's was, like they didn't, they couldn't get D, but they got her. Yeah, I felt the same way when I watched the like 
for years I rewatched the a Christmas Story. It's like, man, she looks she so was much in, like these D. Wallace. It was her from yeah. Christmas. Yeah, I, I was just sitting there thinking. She's about, actually been in the Spielberg film too. Uh, the the Richard Dreyfuss Alien movie, third 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 encounter, close yeah, encounter, close encounters, third encounter. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, with mashed potatoes. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, it's crazy because uh, Harry, um, you know, it's our first view of Harry, which you know, but. So let me set up the premise. We're not going to really go over the whole thing because we're going to assume that you've seen this movie. All right. Uh, George, right? George. George Henderson and his family are on this camping trip. And uh, and uh, he went hunting. His son killed a rabbit. And uh, they was driving back. And this is a lot of shot of them. This is taking place in uh, Washington, Washington State. Um, and so they're driving back to Seattle. And um, end up hitting Bigfoot yeah. accidentally, like like the glare, and they hit him with his. The, the vehicle he's driving reminds me of the vehicle in uh, family uh, uh, family vacation, which you've never seen, right? Not is that the you talking the first one? Yeah, I've seen the first one. Okay, and I've seen Christmas. Okay. Those are the only two I've seen. Yeah, that was the only two's account really. But anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, he hits him, and uh, he thinks, oh. Well, uh, this is a big foot. We can take it and sell it, you know, get money. And so they load him up on the car, get him to the house, and uh, Bigfoot comes to life. And uh, and at the same time, there's Guy Lafleur, I think his name, that's hunting Bigfoot as well. Uh, he he feels that he is a creature that needs to be killed. Um, and he's not really taken serious, but no. George, just like all people that believe in Bigfoot, are not taken serious. Yeah. <laughs> but George, he um, he when he first sees him, and his family first encounter him, they see him as this monster. But uh, it honestly takes the the daughter and the son to humanize him a bit. Yeah. Because uh, the daughter gets on him because he eats her corsage, you know. And uh and uh you know and he just was like the way he kind of like shriveled down <laughs> to her yelling at him it's like a puppy you know and uh and then the son took a liking to him but they start seeing him as not a monster but, yeah I mean, I mean he's not a monster but yeah I mean you see Sasquatch on a family trip <laughs> camping trip at that mm -hmm. you're gonna be you're gonna be scared you're gonna be terrified it's like because it's a, it's a, it's a seven foot eight foot creature, oh, you know. The the actor he was like a good seven eight foot. Like he was, like he played the predator. Like yeah, think about the scale between the predator and Schwarzenegger. Oh you know, no, I mean, you know how tall he was to to compare to Schwarzenegger, who's also pretty tall. I think yeah, right. It's like six four, six five, yeah. six six. He's up to he's in the mid sixes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, so yeah, Arnold's not, you know, he's not, he's not sly, mm -hmm. still, even though it's still, uh, you know, I, I'm not gonna get onto it, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when you first meet Harry, you, you would be terrified of this, of this creature, and you wouldn't even look at him, you know, as, as a, a creature, I mean, you would just look at him as a monster, Yeah. Um, I, and they do humanize him, and I think that's great, I, I think the approach here was, was a phenomenal, mm -hmm. Say let's make a family film about Bigfoot. Yeah, the legend of Bigfoot. And then it's like 
let's put our own little Spielberg twist to it. You know, feel that little magic, and I. I love it. I, and, I absolutely, I adore this movie. And I really I, do. And I feel that uh, that no other Bigfoot, even if, there's been other family family centered Bigfoot films, but none of them has really like touched Harry and Henderson's. No. In my opinion, like even uh, what, what's seen. what's Sasquatch? Is it called Sasquatch? Uh, what's it? No, um, uh, Abominable, which was an animated movie. About the yeah. abominable snowman, which is it's the same genre. Uh, the Yeti is pretty much the winter yeah. version of Sasquatch, um, and so you know, which I think of the I don't know. I I get into the mythos of it. Did but, you watch it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed Abominable. I yeah. thought it was I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was a good movie. But it, it, I, I, I think you like it because I'm not sure if they made it. DreamWorks or not, but I liked it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't blanket it. Hate every DreamWorks movie. I did like How to Train a Dragon, but, uh, but, but I, I just don't like. Uh, I just think that I like that they finally start find found their own niche and didn't really try to, you know, duplicate what uh, Pixar did, and that's where they started hitting their own stride, in yeah. my opinion. You gotta find your own your own voice. Yeah, and uh, you know I. Not to get off on it, but I absolutely adored it. Movie, Abominable. Uh, the other one, they, that other Bigfoot movie they did, uh, animated, was terrible though. I forget. Foot, feet, or something like that. Yeah, some small foot. Small foot, yeah. I think it won an Academy Award. I think you said it won an Academy Award, and I was like, I don't know. I don't even know how it was nominated. Like it, like my my kid went to sleep on that movie. <laughs> so, uh, so there's like, so just name a few. And it, it, as you can see, the first one that you really see is 87's Harry and the Henderson. Yeah. And so everything kind of came after that, other than yeah. Bigfoot in 1970. But that's more of a horror, I would yeah. say. What I hate about the, the Bigfoot genre is most of them, they do make him to be a monster. And they put it in a horror genre. And I hate that. I, yeah, it's cheap. And it, it's, I don't like it. That's just, and you you saw uh, another movie where a guy what's it what's it one guy that was fighting Bigfoot right Sam Elliott yeah yeah you were just looking at it oh is that what it was yeah um, man who killed Hitler and Bigfoot yeah um that's a good movie though I, I like the movie I just didn't like the design of Bigfoot but the overall movie I thought was really well so the Legend of Bogey Creek is is, a, is another what you would consider a Bigfoot film uh for those that want to see it right there it's another uh it's another like bigfoot movie that came out in the 80s uh but it's not this this is the thing about harry and henderson's is it came out after et it came out after goonies because goonies 84 85 i think 85 i believe uh and et was 82 82 so this came out towards the tail end of the 80s 87 and um uh, but it still captured the magic of the 80s. Uh, We're uh, approaching uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie where George is climbing up that ladder. He's got his gun. He's going to look at him in the scope. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the moment for me where they humanized Harry and, and, and George. And, and also, man, hats off to John uh, in this movie. He, uh, the, way that he, the way he sees Harry smile at him, and the way that he lights up and smiles. And every time 
and and hats off to the visual effects of the people who did the animatronic for for Harry. Uh, just 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 you don't feel at any point that he was really a ferocious no beast. You know, like like I love this. So what happens is uh, as you know, Brandon was saying, George has him in a scope, and uh, he climbs up the ladder, and Harry's in the room, and Harry's coming to the window, and now he's into the light, and he sees George aiming the gun at him, and he's got him through the scope, and then he looks sad for a little bit, and then he, uh, I think, he's, does he do a little gentle smile, or is it all just a... Um, uh, just humanizing just, right Just there. humanizing, like, oh, please don't, he's looking like, please don't kill me. Yeah. You know, it, and John's face tells the story. I mean, it just, it's like, he's not a monster. Mm-hmm. And this is like one of my favorite moments in a movie. Uh, it, it says so much. There's no dialogue whatsoever. But expressions tell the story. That's and, true. I, and I love that. Also, another thing about Harry in this movie is they do a great job. Um yeah, like Harry feels uh, fleshed out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he doesn't. He he is a he's a he's a semi-vegetarian. He eats vegetables. He eats fish, <laughs> but he doesn't eat beef or anything like that. Uh, he uh, he's sad when he finds like a a, a mink. Oh yeah. Uh, like you know that that deer heads. Yeah, and deer heads and oh yeah and and. So he goes. So he he comes out and pulls up this <laughs> this uh, bush and uh, starts burying it because in the woods. What and this is another. This this goes to the legend of Sasquatch. And Brandon can tell me if I'm wrong. They say the reason why they say the reason why people never find their bones is that the Sasquatch bury their dead. That's what they say. Yeah, I can't tell you wrong. But that's what. I'm not an expert. Nobody, nobody's an expert. (laughs) But uh, well, not not, we're not experts. But um, but that's what I've read before. Um, Yeah, it's fascinating. I love uh, cryptozoology, and this is what cryptozoology is about. Like Like, mythical creatures. I've even read that 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 some people believe they come from another dimension. Hmm. You know, I I mean, it's really getting. But after seeing Godzilla versus Kong, I'm not gonna doubt anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm not gonna doubt that they, they could could come from another dimension. I mean, they could. I mean, who knows? I mean, <laughs> aliens could exist. I mean, you, you just you don't you don't know. So there is this scene in the movie where Harry sees a deer, uh, a mounted deer on the wall. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and he and he goes to free him, and he sees that he's been he's dead that it's just a carcass on the wall and so uh george is hiding the deer heads and tells his wife to stall harry <laughs> and and she literally locks the door like that like it's gonna keep this big creature from getting in the house and but now she's like playing with him like he's she's patting at the glass he's patting at the glass and uh and then like there's a part when harry puts his hands in the door and she starts gently like like moving his fingers off the door, like one by one. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's funny. Uh, just like to think that someone would do that. <laughs> pushes, pushes them out. Like no, you can't come in. But um, yeah, it's such a uh, man. And then when he's calling the cops, the report Bigfoot's in his house. He's destroying his house. I mean, 
Can you imagine calling the cops saying, hey, I got a Bigfoot in the house. It's destroying my house. You know, you know, the I mean, it's a, you know, a cop film thing. Obviously, it's going to be a prank call. Yeah, they will. I, I mean, mean, he probably was better off just saying bears in my house. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Or what he should say is a, an assailant's in my house. Someone's trying to kill me. Yeah, but then, but then, but then, but then, obviously, you know, and that's a part of this movie too. Uh, like they would have came with the guns blazing, ready to kill, kill, kill with you, killing what you don't understand or don't yeah. know. And so uh, he um, he had to come to that realization too. <laughs> he said, "Hey, because he eats his fish," but um, he had to come to the George had to come to the realization that. He isn't as the world's depicted. There's another little thing going on in this movie. George, uh, he works at his father's gun shop, yeah. sporting goods store. Um, George is hunting at the beginning. George has trophies in his house because he's inspiring to be like his dad. Yeah, Teach his son to be just like, you know, just try to be how his dad is. But in reality... George's dad never really supported his dream. He George wanted to be like a an artist. Yeah, an artist. And and his very dad, he's very good too. And his dad never really supported his his dream and aspiration. Uh, you know. Yeah, you know it's it's a reality. And the one time you know when it when it gets out that Bigfoot is out, you know, the the town knows he's there. Then he wants him to draw. Bigfoot. He wants him to draw Harry for him, but make him scary. Mm -hmm. He does not want to know what he really. It's not that he didn't really want to know what he really looked like. He just suspected he's a monster. You know, it'll 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 help sales. And then people and and he says you don't want people untrained people running around here with guns. This movie's way way before his time. Uh, he said he said you don't want untrained people running around here with guns, just shooting at like anything that they see you know yeah and that's exactly what his dad wants he wants yeah. him because he's looking what? for the bottom line money money money, money. money. yeah he's looking for those sales mm -hmm. and how come you know well you've i don't know if you've actually worked like in retail, retail like that or not like that in that but capacity. I, no i haven't that's all they care about is sales 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 oh uh, yeah i have in the sense that my one of my current jobs is all they talk about sales you know who you are but anyway <laughs> uh well aaron I don't work at this place anymore, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I'm not, but I'm not gonna, you know, sugarcoat stuff. But anyway, um, no sugarcoating here. No, no sugarcoating on the Market Movie Podcast. Also, a uh, couple other things. They have a nosy neighbor uh, who pops up uh, all the time. I thought that she was. She's supposed to be like more comedic relief, I guess, but I, she was just a new uh, nuisance to me. Yeah, like, I agree. Just, she, I think she drains, and, and no offense to this lady, but I felt like she drains the film every time she's on screen. I just felt like she was, like, this movie could work without her completely. Because him just wrecking the house is bad enough. Yeah, she <laughs> you know? really, honestly, didn't really help the movie any. Uh, she was just kind of there uh, being annoying. He so they got a lot of house to fix whenever Harry leaves. Like he so let me tell you about some of the damage that Harry had Harry's done to the house. For one, first thing they notice is Harry tossed the refrigerator down on the ground. All the food is spilled out on the on the ground, and he moved it across the room at one point, like just like it was nothing. Uh, he's also the archway in the door. 
he's taken and crushed it up. Oh yeah, because he's too tall to fit, and so he doesn't he he doesn't immediately think duck. He thinks, let me get this out the way, mm-hmm. and so he crushes it up. Uh, what else did he did do? With the door? No, with, with just the, the house. Oh, uh, he well, he, well, he eventually does find the the, the dantlers and stuff, and he, mm-hmm. and so him and the George kind of have a talk because he's like he doesn't understand you he, and george is like i i know something you don't understand so they bury all the dead you know antlers and all the dead, dead deer, deer and yeah whatever else whatever i don't remember everything that was in the house that well no killed. not not just mainly that i was talking about like it's more as the damage like he uh so uh like he teaches well, the basement george to gets sit destroyed the, the, the stairs yeah and he breaks the stairs uh the i can't the the floor yeah, when he, he keeps the, lifting George up when he's when they have a visitor. No, no, no. Uh, list his son. Oh, yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, I guess he's just sitting there, and then George does this little calisthenics. Uh, but uh, which I mean, it goes to his physical comedy is uh, John Lithgow. Uh, but yeah, just he's, such a he's, good. He's underrated. Yes, very underrated, and I'm glad we still have him around. Uh, you know, I'm glad that he was in. He showed up in Dexter, uh, just Daddy Tom too. Yeah, uh, which he was also in. Um, talking about another gorilla, right? He was in uh, or ape. He was in Planet of the Ape, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. He plays the dad of uh, Franco. Franco, yeah. So I forgot, and I totally forgot about that. Um, she yeah, throws I, the flower I, down in the. Yeah, I forgot about that too. Uh, yeah, but he is. I mean, he's such a tremendous actor, and whether he's doing comedy, drama, whatever, I mean, he he nails it every single time. But uh, like, here's my favorite scene, real quick, Brandon. So, all right, so George has, uh, so George and the RJ, right? Or I don't know the little boy's name, but they was down in the basement, and George stares at John, and smiles at him, and John smiles back, and just lights up. It's just just a beautiful moment. It is. It's, beautiful it's my. It's, I think it's my favorite moment in this movie. It's just, just their connection right there, you know. And I think that's probably really the moment George is like, okay, we gotta get him back to his home. You know, it's like can't try to kill him. We don't want him to get taken. Uh, you know, we just we gotta try to get him back home. And uh, I think that was probably the moment it, it clicked with him. That's like, okay. All this product placement in this movie. There's Egos. There's, there's Pepsi. Uh, like, what's not? There's some type of pizza. But anyway. Um, but now we're talking about it. Why do you think people didn't like this movie? I mean, going uh, back, I mean. I think, I mean, uh, maybe. What didn't work with them for it, you think? Um, I think it could have been, it could possibly be where it was released against. Um, you know, um. Uh, and I and I like to see what what it was when it was released. It was released June fifth, nineteen eighty seven. Uh, let's see, movies uh, released. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think I'm wondering if that's the case. Released June fifth. I know this is live. Nineteen eighty seven. I'll go ahead and give my thoughts on why yeah, I think ahead. people didn't like it as much. I think people didn't like it as much because of the era it came in uh, in the 80s. 
they already had your, you already had ET, you already had your Goonies, you already had these family films, and they probably could think they're ripping us off with a Sasquatch, <clears throat> and people may not have bought into that. And but I thankfully did not watch this in the 80s. I watched this in the 90s, and I remember it was on like I don't know, I want to say TNT or TBS at the time, and I was like I was blown away by it. I was enthralled by this creature and uh, that was human and had so much heart and cared so much about this family mm -hmm. you know and I, I loved that it did remind me of et a lot but i felt i connected with with, harry. The, with harry more and the family more yeah because when et it's really just it's elliot. not just it's not just elliot but it he's the main focus elliot is the main focus but this yeah. one is the hendersons yeah. um but uh, I did answer that question, by the way. So, yeah, it was. It came out the same time as Benji the Hunted, <laughs> June fifth, nineteen eighty seven, um, and then uh, June ninth, The Believers, which no one heard about. I haven't heard about it. June nineteenth, Roxanne with Steve Martin. So people Quaid's probably went to there. Inner space. Inner space. Dragnet. You know, uh, Blood Rage came. Oh, that's June first. Uh, but Henderson's. The Witches of Each Wick came out June 12th. So it had, and then this is the major ones right here. Spaceballs. June 24th. Bond. And. Oh, Predator. It got beat by Predator. And, yeah, and it, probably Full Metal Jacket as well. But, um, but yeah, it, it just, I think it got buried amongst everything that was coming out. And more, more, more word of mouth probably happened with Predator. And people started gravitating more towards Predator, Inner Space, Spaceballs. And that's amazing though. He had uh, he played a Sasquatch and a Predator in the same year, same year, yeah. That's that's and but he does like and, and he and, replaced John Claude Van Damme in Predator, yeah. He did, he was originally cast as the Predator, which is a weird choice, yeah. It really for is for any studio to go with a martial artist as a Predator, yeah. No, it works better with uh, John, John Howe, yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree, but I'm a massive Van Damme fan so i mean he just did he would have fit more as like a carl weathers type yeah but i'm glad carl was in the movie i'm glad that carl weathers got that role i'm just saying van damme would have fit more or the guy billy because van damme wasn't really known like i think he got his big break in not in 88 not 87 mm -hmm. so uh so van damme wasn't a star back then either so you know what you know what this reminded me of watching this uh it actually even though it doesn't remind me of because this came out prior to this, but it put me in the mind of Jumanji and watching this with the hunter. Uh, oh, okay. Them being, hunt, them being hunted by uh, the hunter in Jumanji, and this guy is hunting for Sasquatch, uh, Harry, in this movie, but uh, it's, um, you know, he's it's not like, like, he's not, he's a very despicable character. Um, this guy is um, in order, like, to hunt Harry. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder because they're they believe both these characters believe, mm -hmm. but they're very different people. <laughs> you know, one wants to hunt, one wants to you know find it, and but he's given well, up. He, he's a skeptic. He's yeah. a, he's a, now he became he, like it's essentially, uh, and I, I know you don't really care for this movie. It's like uh, um, in in Fright Night, uh, how uh, Peter Vincent. No, uh, I never said I didn't care. For but him. but Peter Vincent. <laughs> He uh he he doesn't he becomes cynical and doesn't really believe in yeah. vampires. The, like the thrill's gone. The same with this guy. He doesn't really believe in Bigfoot. He did at one point. 
I think he said he might have saw one or encountered one, uh, but he but he doesn't. Well, did he say that he uh, ran up on it or something? I, I think I, no, I don't think so. I think he just there's no evidence, you know, to prove it. I mean, there's, they they found nothing, and and that, that's you know, I I think that would that was the case, and he just gave up. He just you know, he felt like a fool all these years believing in something that clearly wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the scene where he's at the kitchen table telling there is no Bigfoot. There is no Yeti. There, and Harry's literally standing behind him. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes. Uh, I'll I mean, probably fast forward a little bit here in a minute, but uh, yeah. And I just want to speak out on the, uh, not speak out, but speak on uh, the actor that plays uh, Harry in this. Uh, so you're going to have, so there's a lot of animatronics involved with his eyes and his mouth and his head and things like that. But in underneath all that is a man in a costume. And the main reason when he shrinks down a little bit or, or, you know, you know, yeah. humbly, that's an act, that's the guy acting. He's doing a great job. Like the guy's acting. Of course you have somebody controlling his mouth and everything like that, but there's somebody that's underneath the emoting. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, they did an excellent job playing Harry, and you know he he warms your heart. Look how sensitive his eyes is. I know it's it's he just sat on the couch and broke it. <laughs> and then keep everybody keeps saying sit, and so he's saying sit, so he sits. He breaks the table. Then he just <laughs> destroys the living room altogether. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a, it's a really good family film, and it, it you can't help but love Harry. I mean, yeah. honestly, you can't. Yeah, but uh, I, but what? Get back to the the, the guy that's hunting. Mm-hmm. I felt like something had happened to him that made him want to kill these creatures. Like mm-hmm. maybe he came up across one. I don't recall it ever was explained maybe, why he hates them so much. Yeah, maybe he just felt. I don't know. Maybe it's just the money. He was just you know, he finds it, he kills it, he gets money. Kind of like Eugene Levy and uh, Splash. How Eugene Levy. So wanted to capture a mermaid. Yeah. Daryl Hannah just wanted to capture her for exploitative purposes. Not so much, uh, you know, because, you know, he likes them. Uh, but I, then he has a change of heart. Have you seen? I, have, I don't know. Never seen Splash? I want to say I have. But I don't oh, know. We, we have to review Splash sometime then. Um, but, yeah. John Candy's in it. John, Tom Hanks. My boy John's in it. Yeah, absolutely. I love this part when Harry... Is uh, sitting in the recliner. You see how the seat starts to go down because of his weight, and he's uh, he's eating chips and, and watching movies, and and he throws the blue cheese because he doesn't care for it. It just uh, and he's watching pretty much I don't know some type of old show. I have no idea what it is. It looks it looks like that's Andy from uh, um, Andy Griffin. Andy Griffin, yeah, it looks like him. No, no, that's that's Ronald Reagan. That's Ronald Reagan. My bad. Andy Griffith looks like Ronald Reagan. Hey, they do. They do. Yeah, you know what? You're not wrong. They do. You're not wrong. They, they do. Like, um, yeah. They could pass as brothers. Mm-hmm. Or they could have. They probably could have. But that's Ronald Reagan. And that's funny because he's president in 87. So there you go. Um, well, I've never seen Ronald Reagan act before. Other than that little shot right there. Yeah. But um, anyway. Uh. <laughs> Oh, what did you think about this scene? And uh, uh, did you get, did were you ever hungry uh, in this scene when he 
throwing these sandwiches in the car. I, you know, I didn't get hungry, but I was like, pass me one, John. Because <laughs> yeah, he has, like, like to lure him out, he has, like, a bag of burgers. And I just want to know where and, he got them. And fish. And fish sandwiches. And where did he have the time to go pick up burgers? He, he must have left the family. Because we were there in the day. Now it's at nighttime. So, like, a whole day has passed. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Harry... Tears his bumper but it is, off a, it is a really good pool. scene here, though, how he's learning him in, and Harry's just throwing stuff in the, the pool. The and, neighbor's pool. Yeah, but I, I really like the scene overall because they're about to get into it once they get him in the car. Mm-hmm. He sees him fighting, and, of course, he gets upset, and he leaves. He kicks the door down. He feels like he's done it. Yeah. He's Look, like the way he's luring him with this sandwich is a burger, and he doesn't like beef he kind of holds it up look like a double double it's supposed to be a double cheeseburger but there's no cheese on this burger <laughs> he throws it to the dog so that's, that's another little subplot that dogs was following harry everywhere uh he snatched the fish sandwich out of the boy's hand i, I don't know if it's supposed to be mcdonald's or not but you know, i mean it kind of made me want a fish sandwich did it make you want a fish it made you want fish yeah uh i love the scene though it's it's a it's heartwarming at times and it's heartbreaking at times. And Harry is terrified to get in that car. He's like he's like a dog here. Mm-hmm. You know, you're taking your dog to the vet. The dogs know that where they're going. It just always bothered me that he just throws fries and drink in there. I'm thinking, no. It's a milkshake to wash it down. Yeah, that's what he says. I know. <laughs> no straw. Just push it. And then he throws all well, of Harry the food. don't need a straw. I, I just love <laughs> how the fact that the milkshake doesn't fall apart. Like, it's the, the lid stays on. Yeah, in that today's never time, it yeah. wouldn't happen. It's in the 80s. Things were meant to stay on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, like, when Harry sits up and puts the dent in the top of the car, because head, Harry's head cones up. Uh, but, yeah. So, they try to get rid of him, but, you know, uh, the son is upset at, at that, and so they go have a conversation, as Brandon says, and Harry bounces because of the, uh, like, do you feel it's because he felt like he was coming between the family? Yeah. Okay. I, I do. I feel like he was coming between the family, and because he doesn't know where he's been taken. He has no idea. He, mm-hmm. he just knows they're learning him in. <laughs> with food, <laughs> but I mean, I, overall though, I mean, I really appreciate this movie. I really, uh, it warms my heart when I was watching it last night. It was just, it just warmed it. I was like, it's, it's just, it felt. You said it felt like Spielberg. Yeah, I won't go that far, but it, well, I feel like it Columbus. Felt, maybe to me, it felt it. I, it had hearts. It had heart. It, it definitely had heart. It had heart, and you felt the heart in it. Yeah, um, it, t- it totally has heart. And I, I don't know. I don't know anything about the production of this movie, but it seemed like everybody had a good time making this movie. Yeah, um, it felt that way, you mm-hmm. know. And also another one of my favorite parts in the movie was where the biker, the bicyclist, <laughs> was saying that Harry attacked him, and and how George just goes completely off, like calling him a liar and saying, mm-hmm. "No, that's not that's not what happened at all." You scared yourself when you saw him and you crashed. And you probably scared him half to death, too. And he mm-hmm. just ran off. Ain't that what happened, man? Ain't that what happened? And he's like, yes, 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 that's what happened. And they're like, hey, did you see it? Did you see it? 
I want to. I did want to mention something. So something that happens in this movie, Lafleur, the way he finds out where Harry, uh, where uh, the Hendersons live, is by going to the DMV and getting the information on where they live. Yeah. Now that was legal; you could do that back then. But uh, something happened uh, shortly after this film uh, that now that isn't legal. So in 1989, an actress by the name of Rebecca Schaefer was murdered by her stalker who went to the, who essentially was able to, through the DMV, get her information, go to her house. Is that the actress from Poltergeist? No, no. She was murdered by her boyfriend. That's Dominique Dunn. She was murdered by a boyfriend in the front yard. And no, nobody helped her. Like, like literally, people heard her getting assaulted, and nobody did anything. Uh, which is cowards, cowards on all y'all. y'all still I mean, here. not much has changed. You see all these videos these go viral; they don't help. Yeah, they just video it. And... Yeah, I don't understand today's society, but, but yeah, this, uh, but this young, this lady is actress Rebecca Schaefer, who, uh, who was um actually uh gonna be in like godfather she was auditioning for godfather like three at the time um but she was like you know she had uh been on a few uh my sister sam that's a big show that she was on uh out of time like she did a little voyage of terror you know she's just now getting into the industry but um this guy who was obsessed with her showed up at his, her house and, you know, shot her because she, he got the information from the DMV. Laws passed now where it, it's private. You cannot get people's information from the DMV. Well, you shouldn't be able to. I mean, no, you shouldn't be able to. But this movie, I just want to point that out. Uh, I thought about that when I seen this movie because, you know, you can't do that now. And it just shows you the difference in the time frame. Just like if you ever see movies and people running through the airports and stuff like that, you can't do that these days. There's no way you can just run into the airport. No, no, nah, you, know. nah, you especially today, today's time. I mean, you know, you you, you run into an airport, and they're gonna think you got a bomb or you're, you're trying to attack someone or you're doing something illegal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. When I think of running in the airports, I always think of Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You can't do. It. You can't. That Home Alone scene would not work today. No, um, no, not a chance. It's a lot that won't work today for that movie, but. <laughs> But yeah, so like Kevin would have been taken away from that family. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm gonna I'm trying to skip it to uh, like this is this is a funny scene. I want to get your thoughts on it. So I'm gonna set it up. So Harry, like as Brandon stated, Harry is no longer. Let me say this real quick too. I you know what I misremembered this movie because I always thought that the whole movie was essentially Harry with the Hendersons the whole time. You know, and them hiding them and stuff like that. But in reality, Harry's with them for maybe the first thirty minutes. Yeah. And then after that, he's on his own adventure. Yeah, he's kind of he kind of he's kind of like King Kong. Yeah. Running through this town. Yeah, you know. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Good, 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 good comparison, actually. I see it. <laughs> you know, he's kind of like King Kong, and people are trying to hunt him down, and you know, he's destroying the city. You know. He, I mean, he didn't destroy the city like King Kong would. He, no, he, he, no, he perfect. Gives vibes that okay, this is this is their version of you Kong, know, King Kong, you know, but like, with with a more Sasquatch. gentle. Yeah, more gentle, not not trying to do, to the do scale any of harm. Kong. Yeah, but unless they're trying to harm people he cares for. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I was gonna ask you this real quick. So, did you remember this movie this way? As far as like 
like I said, I always thought and remembered it being Harry with the Hendersons the whole movie essentially. And maybe there's a moment where it split up, but I don't, I I didn't realize that that happened so early in the movie. Did you recall it that way or? No, no, I honestly didn't. But I didn't think about it either. Like, like I wasn't thinking like your brain goes, it works differently. Yeah. You you think? Well, I didn't think. I didn't. I didn't remember that. No, I I watched this movie a few a few years back with Dawson, and because you know I, I always I love to show him movies, that, family films during the eighties, mm. showing you know the difference. Best decade. Yeah. And he, for the most part, he really loves what I show showed him. But he loved this movie, and he he didn't want to watch it at first. He thought it was a horror movie. Because it was Sasquatch, you know. I was like, "It's a family film. You'll enjoy it. I promise you'll love it." And he did. And but no, I didn't remember that exactly that they split up early on. I, like, and I've seen this movie six, seven times. I, yeah, I would me say. too. Probably. Uh, I I just never recall it because I don't. What I remember for the most part is George and Harry. They're bond. They're bond. Yeah. And oh, I think I, that has stuck with me since childhood. You know their bond and you know and how harry was so lovable so that's what i remember the most when like i'll, I'll probably forget a lot of stuff that i saw last night like that he ventures out on his own um but i do remember the bicyclist scene uh yeah that, that that stood out it always has and i always have loved uh george in that moment because like, he, he loses it he goes crazy for his for a second because he's defending his friend and then he realizes all the cameras are on him he's like yeah. He becomes like this really shy person. <laughs> I think I think what what I remember, uh, what I always will remember about this movie is the scene where he lifts the little boy up and then like he meets him face to face. Yeah. And that smile, I, I will always remember that. Um, this scene right here with the uh, the chicken, the lady with the chicken in the in the pot. So he she's she's preparing a dinner. She's about to uh, boil a chicken. Uh, looks like she makes some type of chicken and vegetables. She puts the chicken in the uh, pot, but at the same time, it's just it's a juxtaposition to uh, a couple <laughs> getting into a jacuzzi. And so <laughs> she hangs the chicken and starts to put it slowly down in the pot of water. And he turns around and he sees it looks like he's blowing his wife into a pot of water. Just the look on his face is like, what am I seeing? <laughs> it's just the funniest thing. And it's not like as as Brandon said earlier, there's no words being spoken. Yeah. It's all uh just it, and he starts getting sad. He feels like they're bullying themselves. But then that person says, Hey, get away from the window. But you know, and then they see Harry and they they scream. And and also his run. Is very similar to the old Sasquatch footage. Yeah. Did you ever notice that? I did. I did notice that, and you know, they did their research on it, and you know, you can't help but appreciate the movie. I mean, I would think. I mean, I appreciate the movie. Mm-hmm. I love the movie. I, I think it's a, it's just such a good time. I mean, I, it's, it's more than just a fan. I don't know. It's just, it's. I feel like it's magic. Yeah. I mean, it's not as good as some of those other movies we mentioned, but it. There's still something special about it, you know, and it hurts my it hurts my feelings really to um, <laughs> to know that the people don't haven't responded to this movie, and I, and it, going back to your question to me, I didn't. I, it could have been just because it came up came out with a lot of other 
great movies all in their own. Spaceballs, all of them, the Bond movie, you know, everything uh, was Predator, you know, mm-hmm. came up against a lot of movies at that time. Interspace is one of my other favorite movies. Um, um, but it could also be that just, I don't know, it just was just got lost in the cracks of like, between E.T. Well, and the Goonies and everything else, you know? The only reason I say it's decade hurt it because we did have E.T., you did have the Goonies, and this kind of feels like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just adventure family film, and people could probably feel like it's ripping off those films mm-hmm. just with a Sasquatch. And I think it's unfair. I, I really do. I feel like this movie stands on its own. It's, it has its own voice, and you can compare it to those films, sure. So it's like sandwiched between like the Goonies to ET. It's, I mean, it's sandwiched between like movies like like so like Goonies and stuff. But you have then Honey I Shrunk the Kids, you know, in '89, which people remember more of Honey I Shrunk the Kids, I would say, because you know it's oh, Disney. Yeah. It's a Disney product. Yeah, I mean, um, Honey I Shrunk the Kids is you know it still gets mentioned today. Yeah, you know, it. You can't think of Rick Moranis and not think of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just no way. I don't care if you're a massive Ghostbusters fan or not. When you think Rick, you think Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I can't, I can't think of one person who would say Rick Moranis. Oh yeah, he's he's the actor from Ghostbusters. No, well, or Spaceballs, yeah. and he's he's amazing in both. But when you think Rick Moranis, you really think Honey. Yeah, I mean, uh, like. Okay, like I'll give you, when you think of Emilio Estes, what do you think of? Uh, Mighty Ducks. Yeah. But then also Young Guns. I, I, like, I, mean, I immediately I, think that too. But yeah, I think Young Guns. But also I. I, I think Mighty Ducks. Mighty is Ducks. His, Gordon that's Bombay. That's his breakout role, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, that that, that was his. Uh, that's, I, his I, legacy. I wanna, that's his legacy. That is his legacy. That's his legacy. Like like. I love him as Billy, but like like with the new series on yeah. uh, Disney, people. People want Bombay. Yeah. People want Bombay. It's like without this new Mighty Ducks show, you don't get a Young Guns three that you're getting. Yeah. So I mean, oh, uh, we're getting the three. Yeah. Well, yeah, you told me that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And they're bringing back Chavez somehow. I don't know how. <laughs> I was hoping for Doc too, but apparently not. Keeper signed up for something else. So. But, but yeah, so but yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. Uh, Roger Rabbit came out this year. Yeah, I mean the eighties had it all. I mean. So I mean I don't I, mean, I think back and you look at these scores, Rotten Tomatoes and audience scores. I love how he blows up on this guy. So this oh, guy, yeah. that's a guy that wants automatic weapons, and he's like, hey, well for one they're illegal, <laughs> and then like so anything with scope, night vision, stuff like that. He's like, yeah, yeah, uh, we, we, you know we're out of big guns and big guns and bigger guns and big big guns, and he said I seen him up a block from my house. And he said, he said, where do you live? He says, what for? So, you know, just for the gun. <laughs> and he tells him exactly where he lives, and he's done. Like, and and in this moment, too, is him quitting because he realized, and I never noticed the heart in this, like how his father, you know, ruined his art. Like, to not care so much about somebody's art. It's like if yeah. I made this podcast with you, Brandon, and then somebody takes it and remove us from it and just put somebody else in it or change it or alter it and, or take our thoughts and make it something else. You know, it's like, it's, it, it's a hurtful thing. And so, yeah, I mean, I feel you on that. I really do. Cause yeah, he, 
he didn't respect his art in that scene, which he hasn't respected him as you know his his as you said earlier he didn't respect his dreams. He comes your part. Yes, he yeah he's about to go off on the bicyclist man, <laughs> and I love it. I mean, it's it's one of my favorite parts in the trailer. It's one of my favorite parts in the movie. It's just he he's phenomenal in this scene. You know what it's reminds me of is I just thought about this when I was a kid. Oh, like in the winter, I remember going outside. I don't know who did it. It could have been a prank, but I'm gullible too. So I went outside and somebody had big footprints in my front yard going towards like the back somewhere. And I always thought <laughs> Bigfoot crossed in my, in my yard, Harry. And and honestly, it was my thought in my mindset was Harry. Harry was here. You know, could have been somebody like, well, let's, let's mess with Harry. But I thought, I thought, you know, like, who didn't want magic to be real? Who, yeah, did, exactly. who didn't want Harry to be real or, or Gizmo or, you know, or, you know, yeah, I used to, You know, when I was a kid, I used to play Pet cemetery games. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> but, what do you mean? Like, we would... Uh, Wait a minute. We got to unpack that. What do you mean? Granted, like the movie Pet cemetery? Yeah, the movie Pet cemetery. It was, a, it, was a, it was a small group of us. We had, a, like, a creek behind my parents' house, and... Behind the creek, there was this like his urban legend that you know we bury something, it'll come back to life, like that oh cemetery. My gosh. <laughs> it's the, it went dark, <laughs> it went dark, but you know, they said it was like an Indian burial ground. It, 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 it's just one of those things kids do, you know. And I was like, well, we should bury some animals out here, right? See if they come back. And you know, and we did, we, we buried, uh, uh, I believe, Clint or Craig's. I think they buried a dog back there, and you know, obviously nothing came back to life. <laughs> well, thank God. But yeah, as you were saying, we we, we want magic to be have be real. <laughs> yes, yes we do. But um, it was I just remember those times we, we would watch these movies in the eighties and just you know we would believe it, believe the hype. You know, mm-hmm. what we were watching was real. Y'all probably can't hear this, but I'm playing this for Brandon. Okay. I brought my poor test speed to a complete stop, like I always do at Stuxnet. When out of nowhere, this humongous hairy thing is standing right in front of me, growling with these enormous fangs and these giant hands. And he grabs me, and he picks me up, bike it all over his head, and then he smashes me down on the cement. And now, he's all over me, and he's snarling with saliva dripping off his pointed teeth. So I grab my mace. What? Mace, you idiot! Really, Mason? I was about to be eaten. Eaten by a vegetarian? Oh, that's an officer. What? Liar, liar. When Jim is uh, in the in the courtroom, in the courtroom, and uh, the the get the, the cross examining cross examining yeah. his uh, client's lover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you banged her, didn't you? You hammered her. You know, <laughs> sorry, but you know, uh, you know, <laughs> Jim was. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know for sure. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I I get. I see sorry. that image in my head. I see Jim going, Jim. I, I gotta get excited. Gotta go, Jim. I gotta go, Jim. I love Jim. But also, uh, 
there's a sweet moment here where uh, like a lot of people seem seen this Sasquatch in town. <laughs> this man is running around here tearing TVs out of TV shops. Um, and it's like back in the day, it was like huge screens, but it's so small now. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so the uh, um, the another scene that really, and, and Brandon alluded to it earlier, is when um, I'm getting past the whole stuff with the garbage and stuff. There was one funny scene with the garbage, right? So Harry stinks already. But he, yeah. he lands in garbage, so he's really, really that is bad. Like, I'm glad that was in a movie. That they, that the he, mustiness? Yes, and his, his smell and, like, because they say that they, they really do stink. Like That's why they call him, like, the abominable snowman. Yeah. Abominable is uh, for his odor. Yeah. So, so I'm glad, I'm that glad was I know this stuff. Because <laughs> there, there was one movie that was actually supposed to be based on a true story that I watched mm-hmm. a few years back, and that was one of the things in the movie. It was, like, the smell, the odor was really bad. It's like something was been dead for like months and mm-hmm. just come back to life or, or whatever. And just, and he, I'm just glad that was in the movie that because they were they were paying respect to the the, the lore of the creature, you know, whether he, it's real or not, they still respected it, and I, it's one of the things I like about it. So here's the scene where uh, the doctor. Says there is no such thing as a Bigfoot, and he turns around, and Harry's standing right there. And he looks up at him, and Harry smiles at him, and he just—he's not terrified, you know. Uh, I think he's more shocked, but he's just—you can tell—it's like a kid seeing that Santa Claus is real or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. When you stop get gave up on it, and the realization is, oh, it's real. Uh, not just Santa Claus, but something you, you believe yeah. in. <laughs> he gives a Yahoo. Um, yeah, I, I knew was, that'd become like a real search engine, right? But anyway. <laughs> who knew? Who yeah. knew, man? Yahoo! But yeah, but, yeah, um, but he, he, he told him to sit, and then he messes around and tells him to sit, and then he jumps. Oh, it's, this, this poor George's house, poor house. <laughs> his house is destroyed. And um, the look on his face, it's like, yep, that. That just happened, but I mean, overall, I mean, throughout this whole movie, you can't help but love the Hendersons and love Harry, and you, you love the Doctor. Uh, Look how he eats his uh, celery. <laughs> it's like a kid sitting at a table. I love this scene. So, so Lafleur falls in the garbage too, right? Yeah. And so he's in jail, pacing, and everybody's pacing away from him. It's subtle, but it's so funny. Watch them move to the other side. They just don't want to be nowhere near the guy. Hardened criminals is like, I don't want to be by this dude. But it's so funny. Um, uh, I, and I love, what I love about this movie is at the end, we'll we're, we're probably wrap it up, but is how he wants to hunt. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the doctor and the Hendersons, they take Harry back and, um, and, uh, and this Lafleur guy wants to kill him, mm-hmm. but Harry sees him and jumps out of a tree and grabs him and holds him. And then, like the guy starts fighting him, he's thinking, he said, "Don't let him kill me! Don't let him kill me! Don't let me! Don't let him kill me!" And then he um, essentially starts rubbing him like the dog to calm him down. Mm-hmm. And then, like the guy sees that he's gentle; he's not gonna harm me. And it changed. The, it changes LaFleur from a hated character to 
uh, a likable character, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. And then they kind of set it up possible sequel with those two characters hunting Loch Ness. Of course, now, obviously, Doctor's dead now. You know, he passed yeah. away years ago. But um, but one of the most emotional scenes in the movie came right before all that when George was trying to get Harry to go. He ended up hitting him. Mm. And you just felt that because he didn't want to. You just you felt both George, emotions. George was, trying to Harry. save him. Yeah, and Harry wasn't understanding. He's like, why does he want me to leave? You know, it's 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 just a heartwarming scene. It's just it felt it felt emotional. It felt mm. good. It, it it hit you in the right heartstrings. It just this whole movie hit you though in the right yeah. right places. And that's why I don't understand the score. That's why I was asking you earlier what possible reason yeah, I do you think people a, dislike this movie? Yeah, for? I don't have a good reason. Uh, and so Italy does so happy they got out. Uh, but he, he, he stinks. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I I was gonna ask you about this at the end of the movie when Harry's walking off into the woods, all of a sudden, and I didn't see them, and I had to re rewind it to look at it. Yeah, I totally didn't see the other Sasquatches. The other Sasquatches. I totally missed them, and uh, wow, it's just like yeah. yeah. And I went back and looked at it several times, and then the, by the third time, I did see them. But it's just like it's, it's amazing. They're, they're, they're good at you know hiding in plain sight. Yeah, and like and they really was hidden. And I was like, oh man, because I and I I think I think I remembered that 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 scene happened, but then I forgot that it happened. Yeah, too. I forgot it happened. I love that when he gives her back the flowers. Yeah, because he ate hers. Such got such a good heart. You know, he and, uh, and like when he pats her on the head and just knocks her down. He has a he has a tendency to do that. But um, but yeah, I'm trying to get to that scene real quick, just to, you know, for what I'm talking about. He that's when he jumped down on the floor, um, and uh, it's right in here. Just uh, just and he says goodbye to the whole family. Harry does, um. But because he says the only word Harry says in some movies, okay. Yeah. The whole time he he just he said okay and he's okay. He he takes a flower into the flower for me, act like he didn't eat it, and he laughs a hearty laugh. Just um, just a sweet movie, man. Uh, this man. family would never be the same, and I, you'll figure you kind of feel like. The Henderson would drive up here on occasion just to see Harry. Look, now I see them right now because I'm, I'm looking for them. But if you didn't, you wouldn't have noticed that. Then the little Sasquatch pops up. I thought me and my cousin, when we were younger, saw we thought we seen a little small one in a garage here in Bowling Green. Like, literally, like Jamal. Ask him. Ask my cousin Jamal. Anyway. <laughs> We looked at it, we had a flashlight, we shined it, and we seen something fall down. And we, thought, oh, we thought it was Fuzz Bucket because that was another movie we liked growing up. Yeah. So, have you seen Fuzz Bucket? I have not. Oh, uh, it's on Disney. Well, you ain't got it, but <laughs> it's on there. <laughs> William Dare directed this film. Uh, so, and I also like what they did here at the end with the animation, uh, how they uh, animated. Uh, 
like stuff like this scene right here they it flickers and then it goes into animation it's and then see that just that smile it's just such a great movie all right um you ready to give your scores yeah yeah i'm ready i'll let you go first um uh, i'm gonna give it a respectable four out of five on the mark out meter that's why that's what i'm giving it to four out of five i think that is uh uh it's a it's a forgotten gem that uh if you haven't seen it i hope that you it's streaming it's on uh uh hbo max um you know if you haven't seen it man take time to watch this movie kids will love it your children love this movie brandon as a father um i can yeah do you you feel about that I do. I agree with you that they will would love this movie. And it's not too much for kids. No, no, no. It's it's, it's look. Now Dawson didn't love the Goonies. Mm. So, I don't know. I I don't I don't understand that at all. But he didn't he didn't love the Goonies. But like he loves this movie. And Was he, Sloth too scary? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I, it just threw me for a loop. <laughs> he didn't love it because I was expecting him to love it. I mean. The Goonies. The Goonies. He, he he was like it was all right, you know. And maybe certain films, you know, just won't hit him like they hit us as kids. But Homer Bounds, another one he he adores. Um, but yeah, he loved this. He thought it was a lot of fun. He, he kicks him in the yeah, he, and I love when he kicks him in the groin there. That he he kind of he laughs about it at first, then like the pain hits like a few seconds later, because that's kind of how he it shot. is. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the look on his face. It hurts, man. <laughs> when you get kicked there, you ever been kicked there? Uh, yeah. I mean, who hasn't? I mean, I got kicked there uh, one time playing football. Well, sorry for you. <laughs> and then we got in a fight, and well, yeah, and I yeah. beat the guy up. Well, so, dang, Brandon. Well, I mean, you know, you he kicked you me. Pet cemeteries and beating up people in school. Who no, I mean, he kicked me there on purpose, and. <laughs> We both give it four mark outside of five. Um, John he threw Lithgow, a punch at me. I mean, I had to defend myself. Uh, Kevin Peter Hall, rest in peace. You know this. Uh, this movie was uh, was excellent. Um, I just I can't say no no much more good things about it. It's just a good movie. It is a good movie. It's it's. Uh, I hate that, and it just bums me out that a lot of people don't care for this movie like that. I guess. Yeah, it's got like a two point. Eight on a letterbox. It's crazy. It's that's that's mind blowing to me because this movie maybe because it re- resonates so much with my childhood. It, of course, I didn't put it on my eighties best movie list, but it was on there. Yeah, it was on mine. You too, know, but there's other stuff that I like more than that. Like, I, like I'm not gonna lie, Gremlins is my stuff. I love Gremlins, as you can see. I have Gizmo up there. But um, but Gremlins is my stuff, and so I don't see Gizmo. I see a little. I see a little. See his ear? No, I don't. All right, yeah, he's, but you okay. probably if you raise it all the way up, you'll see it. Yeah, he's right there. Anyway, you see it right there, pointing at him. Uh, okay, I see it now. He's hidden. He's hidden. He's behind your head. A magua. But anyway, yeah, what you're right. Ambling. What are we doing next week? We are doing. He's wanting to do the blockbusters, summer blockbusters. We're doing four now, and then we'll uh, take a break and do some more stuff, and then we'll do some more four. Then we're going to end with some flopbusters, you know, stuff that didn't wasn't as good, but we liked. 
Uh, but yeah, we're gonna review Independence Day next week. So I mean, you know, that's a good one. It's, it's yeah, I liked it, but I know. mean, who doesn't like the first Independence Day? A lot of people actually. Really? Yeah, you'd be surprised. I would be. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, but, I did not know this. I, I was like, I was like, well, I mean, it's essentially what what made what Will Smith a major star. I mean, right? I mean, I know he did Bad Boys before that, but mm-hmm. this one, it just he went to the roof. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum steals the show. Steals it. Uh, Bill yeah. Pullman. I mean, yeah. Who? Who? Then uh, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, man, yeah. he gets abducted by aliens, and he yeah. says they did something to him. They probably did. <laughs> well, uh, Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. We are the Mockout, Mockout Movie Podcasters. Podcasters. Thank you for marking out with us.